1: sources Welcome back everyone to inside sources here on KSL news radio it's great to be with you today I am Boyd Matheson and just a reminder to join us all day on Thursday as uh, KSL will be broadcasting uh, from Valley Fair, Fair Mall to promote uh, this opportunity to get vaccinated uh, without an appointment you can bring your teens along as well if you want inf- more information on that you can text the word vaccine. To 57500. 5, 0, 0. Again, just text the word vaccine to 57500, 5, 0, 0, or you can uh, visit KSLnewsradio.com uh, to find a mobile clinic near you. And uh, again, we'll be doing that all day tomorrow. So listen for that as we go through the day. And uh, I want to go back to uh, this ongoing conversation and ongoing situation going on between Israel uh, and Hamas. And obviously, uh, things continue to, to escalate, and uh, there does not seem to be a lot of response for calls for ceasefire or de-escalation in any way, shape, or form. President Biden, uh, of course, is calling for peace in the Middle East, and uh, he had a call yesterday uh, with uh, Israel's Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu. And remember, uh, while we often just refer to him as the Prime Minister, he's really sort of in this... Kind of funky interim role because uh, his side was not able to form a coalition government, government uh, nor has his opponent been able to form a coalition government. So he is still uh, in power, uh, which creates all kinds of uh, challenges and difficulties in and of itself. Uh, but the conversation between President Biden and uh, the Israeli prime minister, uh, not a lot of uh, information coming out of the White House on that. They two uh, spoke yesterday. Uh, detailed discussion about the state of events in Gaza. And, uh, of course, just lots of uh, lots of challenges there. The prime minister of Israel, his office, released uh, a little more information than the White House did. Uh, the White House just did not uh, have a whole lot to say about the conversation. Uh, Netanyahu's office, on the other hand, the office of the prime minister of Israel, uh, of course, continued to make the case as to why they need to defend and protect uh, their sovereignty and the state of Israel and as we go through this, this is another one of those that there are so many complexities uh, to what's going on there. And so I want to go back to a conversation we had yesterday with uh, our friend Miles Hansen. He's the CEO of World Trade Center Utah, who has spent a lot of time in the, the Middle East. He understands these areas in really unique ways. And uh, he shared some of that with us yesterday. And that one of the things that I really appreciated about Miles is uh, as he spoke about all the different players and the different countries, uh, he was very specific to separate the people from the governments. Uh, he talked about uh, his love for the, the people of Israel. Uh, he actually met his wife while they were they were in Israel. He talked about uh, the Palestinians. Uh, he talked about the people of Iran, that he had traveled through Iran, and the people. He loves the people. And then he talked about these regimes and governments and, and where the conflicts are really coming from. And so that uh, is just really interesting perspective. What I want to get to now is this focus on Hamas and Israel. Of course, uh, that issue is going to continue to to play out. But I, I just keep coming back to this notion that it is so critical for us to think through and think very clearly about Iran's role in the region, in the providing of arms and financing, that is destabilizing and that comes at very high human cost. Here's what Miles Hansen had to say about that.
0: Iran has a pattern of behavior where they provide arms and financing to groups that are looking to destabilize the region, and it comes at a very, very high human cost. Mm. And that's something that I think that we all need to keep in mind with this. This is about Israelis and Palestinians. I don't want to obfuscate that, but Iran is playing a very important enabling role here. That it, Iran needs to be held accountable for these destabilizing activities that, that's taking place all across the region and comes with such a high human cost.
1: And the high human cost of what Iran has been doing in the region, and not just, uh, not just with Hamas, uh, there are things that are taking place uh, in Syria and other places around the region where Iran is really undermining any opportunities for real lasting peace uh, and the prosperity of the people. Uh, again, we have to get back to the, the regimes can do certain things, but it's the people who suffer the most in all of this. And I think Iran's role, I think it's very difficult, uh, given the fact that the Biden administration has exerted a lot of political capital already uh, to go back to the Iran nuclear deal. And so I, I asked Miles about that and said, what what are we to learn from the Iran nuclear deal And is the fact that the Biden administration is pursuing the reinstitution of the Iran nuclear deal, does that make it more difficult to try to negotiate a ceasefire and peace between Israel and Hamas?
0: What we saw with the nuclear deal back in uh, 2014, 15 and 16 as it was being implemented was this huge financial windfall that came to the Iranian regime. And the hope was – and there were a lot of people who were hopeful. Nobody knew for sure how it would pan out. But the hope was that by uh, bringing Iran in and reaching a deal on the nuclear issues, it would lead to a moderation on all these other problematic issues. Instead of that happening, what we saw is the Iranian regime used the financial windfall of the nuclear deal to ratchet up and turbocharge the destabilizing activities that is pursued over the past four or five years across the region. And so the Trump administration, love them or hate them, one thing that they were very clear-eyed on was that you can't deal with Iran's nuclear issue and provide incentives and benefits there without putting it within the context of Iran's role in the region, and it has been very destabilizing, and there is a very high human cost, and it's easy for the supreme leader to call on the Palestinian people to continue to bleed and die in, in Gaza and West Bank and across Israel when the Iranian people, in this case, are, are safe, and, and they're back in, in their country. And so we do need to place these nuclear discussions within the broader context of what Iran is doing in the region. And if we don't then we'll end up with the same type of short-sighted agreement uh, that came into force uh, you know, a few years ago.
1: So really important to, to look even just at that arc over the last five or six years. So from 2013, 14, 15 uh, during the Obama administration as that uh, nuclear deal was set in place uh, as large amounts of cash were, were poured into Iran, uh, again giving them both the space, and the means uh, to do a a whole host of things, many of which were very destabilizing to the region. Uh, And then Miles rightly pointed out that during the Trump administration, whether you loved that administration or hated that administration, uh, they were very clear-eyed in terms of what that meant to the region uh, and tried to reduce and limit Iran's influence, destabilizing influence in the region. And so putting that in context, now, now we look at this situation where the Biden administration is, is sort of racing. It was, it was definitely part of the campaign in 2020. It was part of promises uh, that uh, President Biden, then candidate Biden, made to his base uh, in, in terms of what they were pursuing and what they would pursue early on in a Biden administration if they won. And, and so we're starting to see that. Now you, now you put that into context in terms of a conversation with Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, and that has to be an interesting conversation. I wish the White House would have given us a, a little more of the readout of the exchange between Mr. Netanyahu and President Biden, uh, because I think that would be a fascinating conversation. Because to me, it's about so much more, it's so much more than rockets being uh, lobbed at Israel or Israel doing airstrikes against Hamas targets. Uh, It's much more than that. And so do we have the political will and the political capital to engage in that kind of conversation? Now, we've had people on both the left and the right uh, politically here in the U.S. uh, calling for peace. Uh, the uh, Democrats in the Senate, 28 senators, came out yesterday uh, calling on President Biden to call for a ceasefire uh, between uh, Israel and Hamas. Uh, you have, you've had others come out uh, in their support of Israel and Israel's right to defend itself. Uh, and obviously there's a host of, of things that have been going on in this region uh, for centuries now that are not going to get solved. But I think we have to be very clear-eyed in terms of who some of the other players are. It's not always the front-line players. Often it's those behind the scenes. And I think the biggest perpetrator and the one we have to be worried most about is Iran. All right, we're going to step aside. Stick with us. When we come back from the break, Senator Mitt Romney is going to join us right here on KSL News Radio. Don't miss it.